Welcome to another episode of the Big Bang Bear Podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, Gian, also known as Zeke, Zeke the Bear, also known as G to many of my fellow college students, if you will. Uh, there's not really going to be too much today. I feel that this is probably going to go somewhere around an hour. We'll see how this goes. But I have some pretty good Tinder bios and also some pretty good ideas of how to read the Tinder bios, so if I catch you by surprise, be ready. <laughs> well, I guess you, you can't really prepare, just be ready. <laughs> but before I do that, I would also like to announce that the BBBP Big Bang Bear Podcast or Big Booty Bitches Podcast, I'm just kidding, um, uh, it's available on seven total streaming platforms as of right now. I'm really trying to get it on Apple Podcasts. I don't know what's the holdup with that, but it probably needs more data, more demographics and shit. So I don't know. Uh, For you to help me, please be sure that you're showing this podcast to anyone who you think may like it. I'm pretty sure they will, and I hope they do. But be sure to tell them that it's on seven total streaming platforms, and I'm going to tell you what they are right now. Uh, They're Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Podbean. Those are the seven streaming platforms so far that it's on. Um, I'm currently working on trying to make a YouTube channel and seeing how I can transfer my podcasts into, um, you know, into YouTube and have you know some visuals, you know, just like Joe Rogan does, which is pretty cool. I, I like how you can. On Spotify, at least, you can listen to his podcast, but also watch it if you, you know, if you so desire, like it's there, at least for some of the videos that I saw. No, maybe not all, or not all of them, but um, I know the one that he did with Kevin Hart, that one um, has visuals on it. I think the ones, but like, you know, around before COVID got worse, they have visuals. I might be wrong. They might have visuals now, but, you know, that's for you to see. Um, also plugging in my Twitter at Zeke the Bear, my Twitch also Zeke the Bear. I'll put that in the description. Be sure you look at that. Um, and also, I'm gonna make it more common, or I'll, I'll make it in every episode thing, to be sure that I am putting, you know, what topics are gonna be talked about, as well as the starting point of those topics. And you've seen, uh, if you look through Spotify at least, um, you can see that. There, uh, there's markers showing like where I start my topics. So there's that. Now, I think that's everything to start with before we do, you guessed it, Tinder bios. And I'm going to have a few special guests here with me. <laughs> I'm actually pretty, <laughs> pretty excited to, to have them here. Um, you'll hear them whenever, whenever I decide to, let's say, you know, have them read it. So first bio, (laughs) well, we're going to get real kinky on this one real quick, okay? So I'm about to read this. I am a sub and looking to worship, okay? If you're, oh God, Jesus Christ, you're, if you're into Dom, kinky, or whatever, swipe right, I'm open for just about anything, especially chastity and pegging, message me first. Oh, God damn. 
Yeah, um, so this bio, <laughs> this bio only has a picture of black. That's it, just a black, black picture. And there is nothing else other than that, that bio. Uh, person says it's 20 years old. I'm like, God damn, you're weird, boy. Um, <laughs> but this, this is obviously shady as fuck, like super shady. You just, you just look at it and the moment you see that black screen, if you go anywhere past looking at the, at the black picture and then you look at, um, the, the bio, like first line, boom, swipe left immediately. But this is definitely fucking cringy as hell. Like, uh, like I'm going to read this again. It says if you're and they spelled you're wrong, of course, what, why am I not surprised if you're into being dom, dominant, I presume kinky or whatever swipe right i'm open for just about anything especially chastity and pegging message me first <sighs> there was no period in between what i just read none maybe a comma between dom and kinky but that's that doesn't count yeah this is this is fucking stupid let me let me read this in my one voice that i like to use so be ready um i'm sub and looking to worship if you're into being dom kinky or whatever swipe right I'm open for just about anything, especially chastity and pegging mess me first. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to swipe left on this one. Yep. Yeah, swipe left. All right. Well, on to the next one. <clears throat> All right. Let's see this one. Match me to get to know a bit about me. Dot, dot, dot. The suspense. Love animals, music, anime, video games, a bit on the fluffier side, looking for someone to travel the world with. Oh, how fucking cute. Insert Snapchat. If you aren't, ah, uh, they forgot the fucking apostrophe. If you aren't okay, if you are, if you a rent okay with some man boobs, swipe left. Shrug emoji. White boy shrug emoji. Um, match me to get to know me a, a bit about me. Um, love animals, music, anime, video games, a bit on the fluffier side, and looking for someone to travel the world with. If you aren't okay with man boobs, swipe left. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna... I'm swiping left not because of the man boobs, but more so because... No. Nah, dude. I don't have too much to say about that. On to the next one, number three. All right, all right. I like to say that a lot in front of my girlfriend. That's my that's my very shitty uh, impression of Linda from Bob's Burgers. Shout out to Bob's Burgers. Fucking love that show. Thanks to my girlfriend, she got me into it. Honestly, every time like she wants to be in a better mood, she always watches Bob's Burgers. So if you want to be in a better mood, watch Bob's Burgers. Anyways, on to the third Tinder bio. <laughs> I know you're probably wondering, like, gee, why the fuck are you laughing? Because I'm seeing all the... You see, you see how people, they, they, like, dot or bullet point their, their stuff in their bio, like, like, bullet point info, bullet point info. This person didn't use bullet points. They use these fucking blue diamonds, like these blue... I don't even know what the fuck they are. Anyways, first one. I work in education period. I love to travel and go on adventures, period. Green heart emoji, music, laughing, and dancing. 
Oh, boy likes to dance, yeah. Mind you, he's 29, so he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty open with his, with himself. That's cool. I enjoy learning different languages. I wonder which ones, boy. I wonder which one. Passionate about Native American culture. I like that. I like that. Sci-fi fan with a rocket and alien emoji. <laughs> Looking for friends and a LTR. Actually, I also found out what LTR meant. It means long-term relationship. Um, that's, uh, I mean, LTRs are out the question, but, you know, I mean, friendship's cool. I'd, I'd swipe right on this guy. He seems seems pretty cool. Yeah. 29 years old. Not not too old. Um, I mean, sci-fi fan. I like sci-fi. Uh, different languages. I definitely appreciate people who like to learn different languages, especially, no offense, white people. I love when white people love to learn other languages other than fucking English. You want to know why? Because it definitely makes you very accessible. It makes you expandable if you know more than one language. So uh, get to it, white people. Let's go. And everyone else, too. But white people lead the way. Um, kudos to this guy for, for actually being open to learning different languages. By the way, I'm Dominican, and I know English, Spanish, and Italian. And I hopefully want to learn a fourth language. I, I have to see how that works, but yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be nice on this one. Definitely swipe right on this guy. All right. So the next one, number four. I never know what to put in these, but I'm an open book. So if you want to know anything about me, hit me up. Shrug emoji. <laughs> you know, sometimes these emojis or these um these bios, whenever they put a shrug emoji, like you know they don't give a fuck. You know they're like you're like, oh my god, I'm, I'm there's nothing gonna happen from this. Just just whatever comes out of it. Insert shrug emoji. Literally one emoji can say so much. So when people put a shrug emoji, they're like, I've done this before so many times. I'm just sick and tired of it. I just can't do this. I'm I'm just gonna give it one more try. What the hell? Insert shrug emoji. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I guess I'm gonna do this bio now in my Cleveland voice. I never know what to put in these, but I'm an open book. So if you want to know anything about me, hit me up. I don't know why I always do that high pitch at the end. I did it with Kermit, and I, now I'm doing it with Cleveland. <laughs> oh, no. Um, nah. No, this, I mean, this guy's 21, you know, pretty young. Um, yeah, no, something about that just doesn't seem like there's much of a personality in there. I know I keep like Freyer would probably check me on this, but he's like, oh, well, you never know what, what, what you know about this person if you never meet him. And like, sure, Freyer, shut up, boy. If you want, if you actually want something out of something, especially Tinder, put a little effort in your fucking bio, you know, at least have some, some Spotify songs and, uh. Man, I guess Instagram's okay. You know, put put some tags too, you know, because you can put tags now on this. Like, for example, this person, this next person, they have board games, movies, walking, foodie, and spirituality. That in itself adds a lot more personality than you think. And I'm glad, and like, I mean, I haven't been on Tinder for a while, like a long time. Um, obviously, because I met my gal. Um, no reason for me to be on it, but obviously now I'm using it for my, the podcast. Excuse me, I had to burp. Um... Yeah, I, I like this. I like this whole thing, especially the whole verified thing. Like, you can verify yourself now to make sure so people know that you're a real person. 
and you can also put your tags, your, your top five. And um, there's also th this new feature called Swipe Night. They do like episodes of it and it shows other people that are swiping what you chose in those Swipe Night scenarios. Um, that's, I think, pretty cool. It kind of shows the kind of person you are in a way, like what decisions you would make. So, I mean, if anything, people now will probably judge you more than ever based on just Swipe Night and your tags. So now come, uh, I mean, reading uh, forward, um, moving forward with uh, the bios. This one, <clears throat> 420 is my fave holiday. Halloween is fave too. Cool. I'm a boy, mom, he's my world. I shit you not, this woman wrote, I'm a boy, mom, he's my world. I want a GF. Plot twist. Not stressing, oh no, I it also did not say plot twist in her bio. That was a plot twist. Not stressing anything too serious, ATP. But who knows? Or, I mean, she didn't put a question mark. She she put an exclamation mark with a space between no's. By the way, you don't have to put a space between a word and a punctuation mark. So an exclamation mark or a question mark. You don't have to put a space, but who the fuck am I? I'm just some person that still keeps up with their grammar and their placements, you know. I actually listened to my English teacher in middle school, but that's just me. That's that's just fucking me, all right? Anyways, let's go off into one of my different voices for this bio. Um, let's try Cleveland. <clears throat> 420 is my fave holiday. Halloween is fave too. I'm a boy, mom, he's my world. I want a GF. Not stressing anything too serious at the moment, but who knows? Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, let's move on. I, I'm, I'd swipe left on this. Sorry. Oh, this one, this one, you know. You know, well, I don't know. This is really weird because they also have a, uh, an Insta plug in there. So they plug their Insta, right? I think it's only one picture. Now, mind you, I screenshot these bios. I because I screenshot, and then I swipe left. I'm like done. Um, so this one says, uh, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm just gonna read it the way I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I am looking for a client who is looking for a massage. Though I'm a pause there. Massage is spelled M four. Like the the A's are fours. M four S S four G E. Massage. I don't know what kind of code that is. Fucking creepy as hell. I immediately at that point I would swipe left. Anyways, continuing with the bio. I offer noodle. What the fuck is Nuru? I don't know. I can give you a perfect service that releases your body brain and to relax your feelings. Just message me directly on my social media above for more details. Uh... So swipe left. Definitely swiping left on that. Um, I mean, obviously this person's trying to market themselves, which is, you know, I guess is alright, but nah man, nah. Like I don't even like this person's a little weird because how the fuck did you spell massage? Massage with four. Like I don't know. And also now I can never think of massage without thinking about that one funny video, um, look it up on YouTube. It's called Jones Barbecue Foot Massage. Jones Barbecue Foot Massage. It just, just look it up on YouTube and you'll know what I'm talking about. This bio is a left. <clears throat> On to the next one. 
Oh, whoops, I was still in my accent. Hello. Thanks for making to my bio all you already fucked up, dear friend. I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I'm on Tinder in hope to find my adventure buddy slash cuddle buddy slash my everything. Pause. That is so fucking adorable. My goodness, when people just flat out put it there, man. Just whip your dick out, plaster it right on the table, man. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you want right there, man. Oh, okay. Continuing with the bio. However, I'm always welcoming new friends. Oof. Um, yeah, new friends to fall in love with. Ha, the fuck you are. <laughs> Continuing. I'm from the U.S. Virgin Island, St. Croix. Oh, very fancy, aren't you? Aren't you? You, you French, hey? You French, hey? 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 You know the, you know the French, they, I mean, the French are the Canadians, I think. The Canadians. They say hey a lot. Hey? Hey? I also think they apologize a lot, too, according to what I've heard. Like, every movement you make, it's sorry. Sorry, sorry, but that's just me. Okay, now, insert letter Kenny plug. Anyways, continuing, finishing the bio. Um, three pride flags, trans. If you want to know more about me, swipe right. Heart emoji. Um, the reason why I would most definitely swipe left is because this person already made it known that they are looking for something romantic. I don't know about friends. Usually when people, like the priority right now is relationship. And then if that friendship, if they're trying to look for a friendship, if they put it there, um, they most likely will try to look for that friendship that they want to turn into a relationship later on. And then that's not something you want to get it yourself into, you know? It's a bit, it's a bit of a sticky situation whenever people say that they want a relationship and a friendship, or vice versa, like a friendship and relationship, you got to note on what people put first when they're when you're looking at their bio, because what they put first is what they're prioritizing. So, um, I mean, and that's not always the case, obviously. Um, this person probably could be just a little bit insecure, you know, putting that they're trans, but, you know, it's I don't think it's anything brave. It's definitely very open of them, so that's good. It's good to put, you know, what your identity is. Um, but reason I wouldn't put it is because I feel like... I, the reason I wouldn't swipe right is because this person definitely seems like they're valuing, valuing more of a relationship. And you just never know what you'd get yourself into if you were like, oh, well, you know, they're going to be my friend. No. Um, some shit can go down. And nowadays, I mean, at least from, from my experience, I've learned that if you don't have a good feeling about something, don't pursue it. Just fucking just turn the other way. Life has many different adventures for you. You don't have to put yourself down a road that you really don't need to put yourself down in. Moving on. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bash this person with one of my voices. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can read this um, in a different voice. Uh, tell me an interesting fact about yourself. Love traveling and adventures. Uh, fave food is steak. Oh, and and snow and strawberries, go pit penguins and New York Giants and uh, Chelsea Football Club, uh, AFROTC, uh, mechanical engineer, uh, PA Chicago. Heads up, I'm terrible at responding on here. Barack Obama. <laughs> oh God, this person. Um. 
Yeah, they did this whole dotted line thing. They they put they put dashes on every single thing I read. So the whole bio is literally just dash info, dash info, dash info. Can make a song out of that. Dash info. Dash info. Okay. Um enough with that. Swipe left. Sorry, boo. 23-year-old boo. Not going to say your name, boo from Illinois Institute of Technology. No. You are gone. Be gone. Okay. So, this person. Let's see. Um, all right. So, this person. Dominican. Woo. Um, I'm going to insert a yell here. I'm not going to scream into the mic. Woo! Okay. There we go. Uh, shout out to my Dominicans. I hope I have more Dominican listeners. Platano power. Platano power in here. Um, Dominican. Six foot one. NYC. Trying this capital tinder thing again oh my god young professional adventurous aspiring professional model and physical therapist looking for ltr friends networking ask for the ig now this is how you know this is a high value dude but he also pays for the premium thing with uh, fucking Tinder because it shows the little heart dash on the side of his age, which is 28. This guy's 28 years old from New York, and he 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 looks like a pretty, you know, pretty cool dude. And by cool, I mean like the kind of cool where, you know, chicks will like side eye at him being like, oh, who's that guy? You know, he looks very good. I mean, let me say hi to him. Oh, he said to ask for the IG. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to ask for his IG. He looks pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, I swiped left on this guy because I honestly, again, got suspicions. But I mean, he's cool because he's from New York. Now I kind of regret swiping left on him. Fuck. But then again, I've I've swiped right on enough guys, and literally I've had no girls swipe right on me, which is fucking hilarious. Because they're like, I want long-term relationship, not to be on your fucking podcast. And I totally get it, and that's fine. That's fine, darling. But just so you know, I might make you famous. I hope you think about that when you swipe left on me, bitch. Anyways, yeah, this this dude is uh, pretty cool. Uh, I, again, I would swipe right on him. I fucked up by swiping left originally, but dude's cool. Um, I can't really bash this this one bio, so we're going to move on. We're almost done here. Let's see. I forgot to turn my ring turn off. I'm going to turn it off now. Okay, we got three bios left. Um, let's see. Okay, so this one. <laughs> so this guy's 30 years old, okay? All right, pretty cool. Um, love yourself. I like nature, art, brilliance, brilliance, swimming, skateboarding, skate with SK8 boarding, lifting, music, BDSM, kink, shibari, mindfulness, and reading. Five foot seven. Did you, did you catch that? Did, did anyone catch that at all? Let, let me read the bio again. Um, love yourself. I like nature, art, brilliance, swimming, skateboarding. Lifting, music, BDSM kink, shibari, <clears throat> mindfulness, and reading. Uh, yep, I love, I love nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, this guy, he kind of just, I've seen bios like this before where they, they're, um, 
you know, it's just, it's nice and casual, you know, you're like, okay, okay, this is a nice casual boy, okay, and then all of a sudden, you see something crazy kinky like BDSM kink Shibari, I'm like, what the fuck is Shibari, I've never heard of that in my life, I've never heard anyone say Shibari, and this dude, <laughs> he just fucking threw it in there, <laughs> oh god, it's, it's, it's between music and mindfulness, oh my god, <clears throat> I mean, read it in Cleveland's voice, love yourself, I like nature, art, brilliance, swimming, skateboarding, lifting, music, BDSM King Shibari, mindfulness, and reading. Five foot seven. It's all in one whole, like, just sentence. I don't know what's with the weird start of love yourself, but this guy seems to be very open, very out there. I don't know what that could bring but from the picture that i see here this dude's a redhead this makes it harder to swipe left redheads are so cool but what's even weirder is that he reminds me of my italian professor so you know what i'm just not going to take that risk i will swipe left swipe left if you have anyone that reminds you of you know say your professor or someone you just don't want to look at in that weird way just just swipe left so <clears throat> Yeah. Ooh, oh, we have, a, we have a, a consolation here. This one, I actually meant to put it for 11, but I'm just going to read it now. Are you ready for this? This bio, shit you not. You will shit your pants. Are you ready? Here's the bio. Hi. Insert smiley face. That's it. That That's the bio. It is... One word, not even an emoji, just a smiley face. When I see this person, I see someone who is very nice, kind, and very bright, but will also have interactions where they don't know how to react. So this person is 19 years old. It's a gal. She seems very nice. All she said was hi with a smiley face. And I know my, my head is very twisted, so please do not bash me for having a twisted mind. What I think of when this girl is going to go into a conversation with someone on Tinder, she's going to be like, hey, how's it going? And then some dude just pops out, says, show me nudes. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. He's like, show me nudes. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm that kind of person, but yeah, I'm sorry. Smiley face, unmatch. <laughs> this is one of those interactions that you just would look at and cringe so fucking hard. You just see it, and you just can't help but laugh. Like, I'm telling you, if I'm able to fully open up my mind and tell you of the crazy things I think about, like, if I could just put it into words, I would. It's so fucking funny to me, but um, I can't. All I can think of is that the interaction, the type of interactions I I can imagine with this girl would be just fucking hilarious if it's her and like other dudes. But um, if, if I'm right about this person, then I'm very sorry for you, uh, said person. You will not find what you're possibly looking for in Tinder, on Tinder. Moving on. That's a consolation. Moving on. Let's see. There's uh, one more. Oh, this is the last one. Oh, my God. Okay. So this is a long one. Oof. Let's see. 
23, chocolate bar emoji, down emoji. Where's my soulmate? Looking for a LTR. I love spending time with family and friends. I'm an introverted extrovert. If that makes any sense, swipe right and let's get to know each other. Yes, that was all one sentence. And then there, oh no, here comes the dots. Here comes the dots. Dot. The, the bullet point. Born and raised in hashtag Philly. Ooh, we going Philly on this one. Bullet point. College educated. Bullet point. Two jobs. Bullet point. On car. Bullet point. Virgo. Virgo. P.S. I use I use to have locks, but I recently cut them. Blush emoji. 2020 seemed to be the perfect year to do so. <sighs> well, um, I mean, City of Brotherly Love has some pretty good tags. Gamer, foodie, Netflix, cat lover. Ooh, you lost me a cat lover, though. LGBTQ+. This person seems very cool. Again, they're verified. Works for Amazon. Lives in Philly, but um, yeah, they're looking for a long-term relationship. Then, yeah, I mean, obviously, it all depends on what you're looking for. I'm gonna have to go into the soapbox again, but long-term relationships in in on Tinder, they're very hard to come by because my dudes and my late ladies and and gentlemen, as Charlemagne likes to say, ladies and gentlemen, although on tinder you get what you want out of it whatever you want but also at the same time it's a two-way street there's a lot of people that are really on in high hopes of looking for some sort of romance on tinder and unfortunately that app has been used way far too many times for the wrong reasons so my advice to you, if you're someone who's single and on Tinder, and this is especially for my single friends out there, <clears throat> especially who are struggling with <clears throat> mommy or daddy problems, <clears throat> Alex, <clears throat> I would suggest to really just try try to play a little bit of hard to get. You have to really show that you are someone who is interesting. You have to show your worth. At the same time, you can't put it all on a fucking bio, cause that's just that's just too much. You you have you gotta find a healthy balance. Like sometimes, like from my experience from Tinder, I've experimented with a variety of different ways to make my bio, and for the one that has worked, oh no, also don't forget pictures. Two pictures are also important. But when I put the right pictures combined with the perfect bio or I mean, at least cl as close to a perfect bio as possible. With everything else, say like your Spotify um, artists, um, your your Instagram you know, handle maybe, that, that will help you find more authentic people. It won't be up by a huge percentage, you know, per se, but um, just, it, it really just comes down to a lot of different factors into finding people that a, won't be batshit crazy and possibly try to murder you or ruin your life or whatever, but also has to do with being selective, knowing your worth, finding someone who really resonates with you, not just not just someone who you think will resonate with you. You have to know, for the most part, know. It's 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 a huge game of like hide and seek almost. Well, that's it for reading Tinder bios. I, I thank Cleveland Brown, Ob uh, Barack Obama, and Kermit the Frog for joining me today. Even though my impressions weren't exactly the best, they're very rusty, mind you. 
and I think I, I they'll they'll make more visits, more visits to come. So another segment I wanted to start implementing into my episodes is uh, Zeke's top. 10 songs of the week. So I am a huge music enthusiast. I listen to all kinds of music. I shit you not. When you ask me what kind of music I listen to, I will ask you what genre. And then when you give me a genre, I'll give you all the songs that pop up from the top of my head. I listen to a variety. I really do. I'm like a fucking trail mix when it comes to music. So I'm going to start by, you know, giving the top 10 songs. They're not in any particular order. And also the genres vary. So um, I'm just going to put them out there. Uh, these are coming from, this is coming from my liked songs on Spotify. So I always have a play, like obviously you, you guys know that there's a, a playlist specifically when you like a song, it gets added, it, it creates a new playlist and it says liked songs. So, you know, I, I typically would put a lot of songs in there, like ones that I can listen to for weeks and then whenever I get tired of them, I'll just remove them if I get start getting tired. So I've, I've put songs in and put songs out, whatever. Okay, so let me start. First song is called Happy Days by Blink-182. That is by far one of my favorite hype songs. It's like a, it's not even like a hype song. It's more of um, a good morning, it's a new day, have a happy day. That's what I get from that song. So Happy Days by Blink-182. Fucking awesome. Still love Blink-182. I'm not one of those mediocre fans that only love them for their old hits, like way back when. Uh, their their shit now is just as good, if not better. So shout out to their new their their second newest album, uh, California. That's my favorite album by far. There's another one that they made last year that I didn't even know they made, but that's but Happy Days is from that new album. So check it out. Next one, shout out to Debbie. I love you, Debbie, because you, um, or, well, Debbie and uh, my girlfriend, Amanda. So, um, it all started with my girlfriend, because she, she played this song when we were in the car once, and I'm like, what is this song? And she sent it to me, and then I listened to it, and then when I listened to it around uh, my friend Debbie, the one time, she then introduced me to the, to, like, the rest of that album of the band. So, it's called The American Nightmare by Ice Nine Kills. They are fucking awesome. They make, they made an album dedicated to horror film characters so saw they made saw they made a song for freddy krueger which is the american nightmare they did one for jason Voorhees. they did one for jaws surprisingly and i think the rest you could possibly figure out some of them don't have a particular character some of them is just like more universal like all around including all the the horror film characters so yeah the American Nightmare by Ice Nine Kills, or as Debbie likes to call them, Inc. Next song, Tekken. And now, it's not Tekken like the video game, it's T-K-N in capital letters. That's by Rosalia, featuring Travis Scott. I found this song in one of the music channels um, on my cable the other, like the one day, and I saw the music video and I was like so intrigued by the choreography because they had a whole bunch of little kids doing all these cool ass breakdance moves to this song by Rosalia, who's a new hottie out there. She's a hot artist. I would definitely listen to her. And she also is featured in, she she did a feature with um, with Travis Scott in uh, Highest in the Room. Though I don't think I like her in that song just as much and I didn't even know what language she was speaking until I found out that she's Spanish because... Tekken is a Spanish song, and then you have Travis Scott also speaking Spanish, which is fucking cool. I listened to it. That shit's a bop. TKN Tekken by Rosalia featuring Travis Scott. Straight up. 
Oh, that was very terrible. I'm not going to do that again. <clears throat> Next song. A lot of you may know this one from fucking TikTok. Um, and I, I hate the fact that TikTok is just butchering this song. I still love it because originally I found it. Well, it was introduced to me by Freyer. Freyer showed me this song and him and I, we would like every time we we're in the car together, we would bump this song at least twice every time. Short, long trip, doesn't matter. Lemonade by Internet Money featuring Gunna, Nav, and the great, humble, one and only Don fucking Tolliver. Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver. How many times do I have to say that name? Don Tolliver, this dude, I don't know, he sweeped me off my fucking feet. He sweeped me off my musical fucking feet. Because when I heard this dude, the first song I heard from him was um shit i'm i'm drawing blanks now what is it uh oh i'm gonna have to look it up i'm gonna have to look it up i can't do this i can't do this oh man um no idea that's the song so when i first heard the song no idea i'm like oh yo this is a good sex song like i'm gonna put it in my playlist boom i did and then i listened to more of his songs i heard what was it what other song did i hear i mean i have i have all don Tolliver's songs in my playlist here i'm gonna whip it out right now Whip out that Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver. So I have, let's see, um, Don Tolliver. Oh, I also heard him in um, one of Eminem's songs called No Regrets. Uh, he does the, the, the chorus for that. And one thing I noticed about Don Tolliver is that whenever he's a feature in a song, he's always doing the chorus. And let me fucking tell you that he kills it. He fucking kills it every time he does the chorus. Because that guy, there's something about his voice. I first, you know what I thought about when I when I uh, heard um, No Idea? I thought of Travis Scott. Because the first thing this guy does in like the first, you know, verse of his song, he does like the, yeah, like, you know what like Travis Scott does? He's like, yeah, straight up, you know. Don Tolliver does the same thing. He did the same thing in that song, at least, in particular. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. That was like some Travis Scott shit he just did there. But then the rest of the song, that's all him. Like, just, just thinking about it makes me want to, like, just move my hips. Like, like yeah, I'm picking with my women. I'll be sliding. If I were drunk listening to that song, oh, my God. You would be in for a fucking ride. You better have that that, that Snapchat camera ready to fucking record me. Okay. Um, I know, I, I really got into my soapbox about Tom, Don Tolliver, but this is a good segue because the next song that I'm recommending is Cardigan by Don Tolliver. This song also was shown to me by Freyer, and thank God Freyer listened to this guy because I only would have stuck with the songs that I know about him, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really going to keep looking for more Don Tolliver. I am officially 110% a Don Tolliver fan. He's a rising artist right now. I would definitely listen to him. If you like Travis Scott, listen to Don Tolliver. And yes, him and Travis Scott do have a song. They do have a song together. Next song. Um, Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. I forget. Oh, I listened. I heard this song on the radio one day when I was like on my way to work. And I don't know. Something about it just brought like a sort. It, it brought a sort of uh, nostalgia from the 2000s music. And I don't know. I'm not a big Lenny Kravitz fan. I, like I've, I've I've rarely ever listened to his songs. I know the one song is "Are You Gonna Go My Way," which I heard from Guitar Hero World Tour way back when I was like a fucking kid. And I don't know. Uh, "Fly Away" by Lenny Kravitz is possibly one of my all-time favorite songs now. So that's that's one I'm putting in. That one is number one, two, three, four, 
five, six. That is song number six. Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. All right, so next song. They Don't Want What We Want by Asking Alexandria. Now, Asking Alexandria may sound familiar to a lot of my old punk listeners out there. This is not the Asking Alexandria that you remember from um, Stand Up and Scream. I think that was their one album. When I heard the voice, it obviously was a different singer. Obviously, they have a different uh, lead singer. I don't think he's in there anymore, though. The guy who they who, who sings this song. I think they went through a few different head like you know vocalists, which I don't follow Asking Alexandria that much. But from that album, from that song... I like it a lot because there are a few songs from that album that, you know, I really liked a lot, like um, Anti-Socialist, but that's not in my list, so that'll probably go in for next week, but the song, They Don't Want What We Want by Asking Alexandria, one of my favorite songs to listen to while I'm at the gym. Next song, all right, Blood on My Jeans by Juice World. This one was shown to me by Freyer. Thank you again, Freyer. Like three songs already, dude. You're really making a name for yourself. Blood on My Jeans... That song is very chill. Like when you listen to it, it just makes you want to just ride your car and not even drive fast, but just kind of just drive around slow. There's something about it. But you also definitely listen to the lyrics because he says, he's like, he's like if you feel on my dick, there's a gun. No, not right there, just a little above. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like sometimes a, an artist, when they make music, it's like you're listening to, to uh, a story. And I think in this one, Juice World tells a story about one time when he was like, I guess, going to hook up with a chick. And he's like, yo, like, come touch down here. Like, come touch down my gun. And then she, like, touches his dick. And then he's like, no, not right there. Like, just a little above. You know, that, like, my gun's right there. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just, like, a little story. Like, I don't know if it really happened. Um, I think I would ask Genius about that. Or maybe just look it up. I haven't done that yet. So I'll, I'll probably follow up on the next episode. So that's one of my favorite songs, Blood on My Jeans, Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. I honestly appreciate you a lot more now. And I know it sucks that I appreciated you before, for sure, before, you know, your death. But now I appreciate your music way more than ever now, especially your your the stuff that you've had archived, you know, that they released. I just hope that you're up there smiling somewhere, man. And we miss you. We love you. Your music will forever live on. Rest in peace, Juice. <sighs> Ninth song. This is one of my all-time favorites. All, all, all-time favorites. And when I discovered that former Three Days Grace singer Adam Gontier was featured in this, I fucking flipped. This song was made this year, 2020. If there's anything good that this fucking year brought was this goddamn song. Dance with the Devil by Breaking Benjamin featuring Adam Gontier. That, that song, fucking love it. I can listen to both the original and the this version with, with Adam in it, and I would, like, love it. Just fucking love it. This one is a lot more soft, though, because it's the Aurora version. I don't know if you ever heard of those, but um, they did one for that as well for um, Blow Me Away by Breaking Benjamin, and it had that, that chick, Valora, in it, so... Yeah, I'd, I'd listen to that song too. That that might be on my list later on. So yeah, Dance with the Devil. It's um sub like it's kind of titled Dance with the Devil Aurora Version by Breaking Benjamin featuring Adam Gontier. So okay, so last one, last song. 
Odyssey by No Wild. No Wild is an Australian, at least to my knowledge, he is an Australian artist, rapper. And the song Odyssey, I actually found it from Need for Speed Most Wanted uh, for PS4. And the song, like just something about it really just, like it gets you, this is a driving song, mind you. This is a driving song. So if you want to listen to a song that makes you want to drive fast, get on the highway and just like hold that one hand on the wheel and the one on the clutch or whatever you're clutching on with your other hand, like dude, this is the song. I'm not going to tell you why, just listen to it. Odyssey by No Wild. And that's wild with a Y, not an I, a Y. So that's it for Zeke's top 10 songs of the week. We're going to move on. So far, so good, baby. Now we're going to move on to NFL football. I'm not going to get into all the games. I'm only going to go into the ones that really were notable for me, the ones that are definitely a must to talk about, like must, must talk about. All right, so NFL football, week two. Holy shit. Holy shit. I'm going to start this off right now. Um, I, and this is how big of a deal it is because it's it's going over my Packers beating the Lions 42-21. to 21. I have that second. So, you know, I'm already, I already mentioned it. But the first one I would love to mention, not love to, but I would just you just have to put that out there. Cowboys beat the Falcons 40-39. to 39. Okay, fine. Cowboys beat the Falcons. If you watch the game... How that happened is what will blow your mind. The Falcons were up. They were up. They had a 20-point lead. That shit was blown in the second half because they had plenty of opportunities. They had they had every possible chance to not let the Cowboys win. And <laughs> and here's why. So, I'm reading this article right now. It says SI Falcon Report. So according to SI Falcon Report, I'm going to read this word for word, okay? It's only a few paragraphs. It's hard to complain too much about the Falcons' offense, but blowing a 20-point lead takes a total team effort, and we'll start with critiquing the better of the two Falcons units. The Cowboys lost three fumbles and failed to convert a a fake fourth-down attempt in the first quarter. That led to the Falcons starting three drives in Dallas territory and another at their own 48-yard line. All right. Off the first two of those Cowboys' mistakes, the Falcons scored two touchdowns, but on the last two, Atlanta settled for two field goals. A third or fourth touchdown on these possessions probably places the game out of reach at the end of the first quarter. So the Falcons were on fire at this point in the first quarter. Now, this is, this is now fast forward to the second half. This is where shit gets ugly. In the fourth quarter, the Falcons settled for another field goal inside the Cowboys' 10-yard line. Young Hee Koo's fourth make gave the Falcons a 15-point lead, which should have been enough, but a touchdown in that situation turns the contest into a three-possession game. Moreover, Julio Jones dropped what likely would have been a touchdown pass from Russell Gage on third and two in the third quarter. Instead of at least having the ball inside the five-yard line, the Falcons punted. So while it's hard to complain the Falcons scored 39 points, they left plenty on the field in this one-point defeat. That one point will sting forever, Falcons fans and Falcons, Atlanta Falcons, holy shit. Also, running game, booty. Like, oh my god. So they only called 14 running plays in the second half, and they were leading, they were leading by 19 at halftime, but that... Like, their, their ground game was still booty. So, Todd Gurley only rushed for 61 yards. 
and 21 carries. Literally not even, that, that's, that's not enough. Because if you're going to have a good passing game, you need to have a good running game. That probably, if the running game was was up to par with the passing game, it most likely or most definitely would have made a huge difference in, difference in that in that one-point defeat against the Cowboys. Like, you don't even know. The Cowboys, bet you all the Cowboys fans fucking came themselves, wet their pants down to the very bottom of their ankles when they fucking saw that game. Fucking, they probably turned off the TV and when they heard that they won 40 to 39, they probably turned the TV back on and just started. I don't know what to say about that. That that is something else. And also, there um obviously you know like my real NFL fans out there, the NFL has a way of really pulling stats out of their ass. So let me read this one. This one I would have never, never again for for like all the other shit that they put out stat-wise that I would never know unless they put it out there. The Falcons had 39 points with zero turnovers in their loss against the Cowboys. Entering today, teams were 440 and 0 when scoring 39 points with zero turnovers since 1933 when team turnovers were first tracked according to Elias from ESPN Stats Info. So let me let me put this into simpler words. So basically what this is saying is that there has never been a team there has never been a team that has lost after scoring 39 points with zero turnovers. Or no, I lied. My fault. It says entering today, teams were four. Yeah, no, that that's a winning record. Yeah, so that's basically amounting all the teams that won, scoring thirty nine points with zero turnovers. Like no team has ever lost. So Falcons made history in the worst way possible. A first time ever, whenever turnovers were first tracked, back in nineteen thirty three. So now Falcons made that. 440 and one. <laughs> they are the first team to score 39 points with zero turnovers and lose. Falcons, y'all, y'all fucked this up. Y'all done did it today. The Cowboys came for you and you damn shit yourself. You had a you had a PTSD moment from Super Bowl with the Pets. You know what you fucking did? You fucking blew a three to one lead. You you guys remember that Super Bowl? Jesus, man, it's just, I don't know which one's worse, them or Golden State. Anyways, yeah, and you know what made the big difference too? That they they had a failed two point conversion in the first quarter, and and I quote from the article: It says, "There's an old cliche in football when it comes to two point conversions: don't chase points too early." There's too much football left to make it worth the risk of not taking the extra point. And that that says enough for the Falcons and Cowboys game. Because that shit ended 40-39. to 39. Cowboys jizzing themselves left and right all over the place. I mean, good job for the dub. But damn, you guys need to check your defense next time. Both Cowboys and Falcons. Like, goddamn. I'm telling you, this week, like, across the board, most if not all games... Both teams scored double, double-digit points, which is 
actually not bad. But when you look at the numbers, it's high. Packers, Lions. Packers beat the Lions 42 to 21. Like, are you are you are you meaning to tell me that defense is just shitty this year? And offense got better? What I need answers, NFL. Explain, America. Explain. Arkansas, Kansas. Anyways, another game that I want to point out, uh, which I predicted. I predicted on my last episode. I said the Raiders and the Saints game was going to be an interesting one. But I definitely saw, not definitely, but I was certain that I would see the Raiders beat the Saints. And guess what? Raiders beat the Saints 34-24. to John Gruden is going to turn this team around. This dude is in... Year two, year two with the Raiders on a 10-year contract. This guy's going to turn the whole franchise around, I'm telling you right now, because of Ra- the Raiders beating the Saints? What? 34-24? Bruh. All right, enough with that. And then another one that I said was going to be an interesting matchup, the Seahawks and the Patriots. Seahawks, they beat the Patriots 35-30, to another another high-scoring game. Um, both Both quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, they balled out. I mean, they both had an INT, but Russell Wilson completed 21 passes for 288 yards, and guess what? My fucking twin, Russell motherfucking Wilson, number three, scored five touchdowns. He threw five touchdowns. So for you guys that have him on fantasy, oh my God, you guys had a day today. You guys had a day. Cam Newton, also, if you had Cam Newton, you also had a day. You get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown, and you get some fantasy points, and you get some fantasy points. Because Cam Newton, he completed 30 passes for 397 yards. Yes, you heard that right. 397 yards. That's probably one of the best passing games Newton has ever thrown, probably in his whole career. By far. If you don't want to include um, INTs. Like 397 yards for 30 completed passes and a touchdown. I mean, hey, could have been two or three touchdowns, but 397 yards gets you pretty far too. But not only that, no, wait, wait, there's more, there's more. One touchdown, right? 47 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. This motherfucker had three touchdowns, two on the ground, one in the air. Cam Newton's balling, man. He's fucking balling. Like, feed the man. He's being fed. Dude, he's gonna... I, if, if this first year with the Patriots goes well, I can see them re-signing Cam Newton probably to a, a four-year extension. I'm calling it. Four-year extension probably will be one of the top 10 highest paid QBs in the league. I'm calling it. If they decide to re-sign him. If not, the alternative, franchise tag him. If he'll take it. But I think I think Cam Newton will. I mean, Boston's probably loving the fuck out of him right now, despite the loss. Despite the loss, because Cam Cam played exceptionally well. You can't complain with that. All right. So that's enough NFL football for me. We're gonna move on to a few more personal things. Kind of reaching the hour point here. So friendships. I I had a very deep like thinking session whenever you know I was working and in case you don't know every time I'm on the road your boy here he's always thinking there's just numerous endless things just in his mind just the most random things and one of them is friendships and I was thinking about how friendships nowadays are very very superficial they're not they're not really 
as easy to maintain as they used to be before because now now this is where trust is really shown where loyalty is like you know you, you just don't know who is worth trusting anymore and it's not and, and this isn't anything like real deep i think covid really really put a damper in like finding new friends and even maintaining friendships because now now it, it shows that people are afraid to be around some of their friends or the ones that they like so for example if you really really want to be around a friend you will make the effort to be around that friend despite the pandemic then you'll trust that they were protecting themselves so for example debbie debbie's one of my friends who has really been um you know open and like she trusted me and amanda to to just come visit her and that we're you know that we're symptom free from covid and everything and, and we we did just that you know no one got sick or whatever but imagine when a friend doesn't reach out to you anymore and it's because of their concern for covid really deep down your friendship was just not that strong enough that they want to see you like that you know like i'm not saying that you should risk a virus for a friendship or risk yeah risk a friendship for yeah that i said that right but yeah, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't, it doesn't mean to risk your, your health for a friendship, but you definitely start to find who your real friends are. Finding who really reaches out to you, even in the most sporadic times. Like I do this with Morgan, with Morgan occasionally, like probably, you know, every like few weeks, I just come out of nowhere. I'm like, hey, like, how are you? How are you doing? Because like I have friends that I really do think about. And even though I don't message them all the time and I'm like, hey, how are you? Like every day, that doesn't determine that you're a good friend. For one, that makes you annoying as fuck unless they like when you message them every day. But I like those kinds of friendships where you don't have to message that person every day. For my one friend, um, shout out to Gemini. Gemini, like we don't have to message each other every day. We, I, I can't remember the last time we've actually messaged each other on like at least three back-to-back -back days consecutively, like never. Like we just message each other one day and then two days later message and then a week later message and then a month later message and then a week later message. You know what I mean? Like we just and it's like we never took a step back. And that's that's the beauty of some friendships that are just very strong. But mind you, I mean, Gemini and I have been friends since we were kids, like 12 years old. And it's just never it's never like faltered ever. Like I don't I never saw our friendship going backwards, which is crazy to say because friendships some friendships are very you know they they have some they have some them some highs and lows but for some reason gemini and i we just always had highs and i think it might have to do because she's a gemini i know it's funny her name is gemini and she's a gemini so gemini's especially female gemini's they they are a some they're a creature of some form of habit they're very special I, let me just put it there they're just as special as Scorpios are, even though I see Scorpios in a very dark light, which is a conversation for another time, or maybe I'll mention it later, we'll see. But Geminis are very free-spirited, cool-ass people, and I mean, it all depends, I mean, obviously not all person, not, not all Geminis are cool, just like, you know, not every person of every zodiac sign is cool, there are some crazy ones out there, but Gemini in particular, she, she just... Like, with, with that friendship, like, that's the kind of friendship I would probably want with, like, almost every person, you know? So, going back to friendships, they've just been so much more difficult to keep because of COVID. And that, that's a main reason, but also, 
it's just we're we're in a time now where also politics really really play into that. Like I can only imagine some of the friends who are starting to make their political stances known in light of the the election coming soon obviously in like pff, less than 50 days. I haven't really been counting but man is it getting close. Like once October 3rd comes around, we are officially a month away from election day. That shit is going to be one of the most tense times. Well, it'll probably go down in history for sure. American history as one of the more technological, um, social, socially involved times with social media and everything. It's going to be nuts, man. Doesn't matter what side you're on. If you're in the middle, if you're in the middle, you better fucking put some riot gear on, man. Because you, 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 you're probably going to get pulled or you're going to get hit in a line of like fire from either side. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, it's, it just, it, it sucks because, and for me personally, having all this shit going on with politics and also COVID, it's, it's turned me from a total extrovert to an extroverted introvert. Or no, let's flip that around. Introverted extrovert. So now I'm not so much someone who likes to go out. I mean, I moved... I moved to my new apartment oh, a little over a month ago, and to this day still, I have yet to go out to any bars as much as I would love to, because I just, again, the whole thing with meeting new people, you don't know if they're taking care of themselves, it just puts this whole new wave of anxiety that just gets you wondering, like, man, if I'm not careful, I'm going to put myself at risk, and it, it, it fucking sucks how this virus really has done whole like the amount of of change that this virus has caused like no words will ever explain how much it's changed us for like for forever maybe and it everything that's said is an understatement this virus really just turned everything around and it it's you know it's crazy to think that it was bound to happen really like, people have said it years ago, dating back to 2012, this woman, I can't name her, I forget who it was, but I remember hearing about this in one of the uh, episodes of The Breakfast Club. This lady legit predicted in 2012 that in 2020, or around that decade, around the new decade, we will encounter a pandemic, a sickness that will shift the world forever. That will shift the world. It will be a, 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 a pandemic. They predicted the pandemic. It just makes you think... Like, how do people, how can people predict this? Like, what, what type of science, what type of calculations, analytics do you do to be able to possibly predict something that far ahead? Like, it just gets you wondering, dude. Like, it just makes you think there's a lot of things out there that people know that we don't and will never know possibly because it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it could kill you. Some things are best left unsaid. Or, as other people would say, what you know can kill you. That's crazy. It really is. And I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with knowledge not being everything. This strangely dates back to my one of my past relationships where they wanted to know everything, and I could care less if I knew everything, because in my head, Sometimes what you know could kill you or you just don't need to know. You really don't. I think it's it had something to do 
with uh, maybe a form of dominance or a form of power because people say knowledge is power but depending on how you you interpret that saying you can either see it in this way knowledge is power therefore having power will bring you more good results good fortune other people they may see it as knowledge is power and having too much power can cause the worst to come out of you like have you ever thought about that like i i i'm telling you i get real philosophical with this shit like i think everyone says something you hear all these quotes but people automatically interpret it the way someone else would but have you ever taken a step back and thought what do i think about this quote like what do i think about this this saying that so many people say you know it just you really just just take something that you hear very often and take a step back and ask yourself, how do I interpret this? Is this the way, do I see this the way everyone else is seeing it? Or am I really seeing this in my way? And what is my way of seeing this? What is my interpretation? Just think about that. So um, as I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start backtracking now. So with friendships, it's just hard nowadays to really stay, you know, up to date or like keep your friendships intact now now you you will find who your real friends are and i'm quickly finding who my real friends are and at the same time i'm trying to make new friends but it's not easy because sometimes when i make a new friend they probably don't put in as much effort to start off as i do but i'm someone who really like i really care about like making like being friends with someone um i'm not going to mention any names and i'm not going to mention uh horoscopes or zodiac sign for the sake of not being called out but there's one friendship in particular that recently started and immediate like not immediately but like it it just there like i'm communicating more now to the point where i'm not getting replies and now i know i know it's like oh if you text someone they're probably busy but when it it's like where they never when it's like they never reply to you it's kind of in a sense like you're being ghosted you know like being ghosted is not fun. Being ghosted, it, it's a terrible, it, believe it or not, it's a terrible feeling. If you've never been ghosted, try it sometime. I don't know how, but try it sometime. Try being ghosted, whether that's a relationship or a friend. That shit hurts. Even if you try not to care, even if you don't really care that much about it, it will linger forever in your in your subconscious. It's like, like now you'll know that whenever someone just stops messaging you, either they, you're obviously not a priority, not even the slightest, like they're not interested in continuing a friendship perhaps, like that's fine. But what's not fine is just not saying anything at all. And sometimes, I mean, some maybe some things are best left unsaid. Maybe, maybe in the generation that we live in now, we have to always go by gestures and messages you know, not nonverbal cues rather than verbal cues or, or actual words being said to us. Think about that. Because I think about that all the time and I, I hate how this bothers me too because I, again, I'm, I'm trying to have more friends for the sake of myself and for the sake of my girlfriend as well, for Amanda, because she, she doesn't like know many people around this area as much as I do. Luckily, I have Rob. My friend Rob, you know, him and I play Seven Days to Die on the PC. That's probably one of the few friends that I, like, talk to the most. And then I have my, my boy Derek. Shout out to Derek. Little Borzy. Freaking miss you, dude. He's one of my um, former rugby teammates slash, um, um, 
what is it? I, I like to just call him my fratello, which is, you know, a brother in Italian. But him and I, we were both RAs together um, in my last year of college, and he's currently a junior now there at Susquehanna. Shout out to you. Shout out to Jake Hoover, Roadhouse. Love you, man. I hope you at some point listen to this. Um, I'll probably just put it in the group chat so then you could listen to it just for that shout out. <laughs> All right. But also shout out to um, uh, SU Rugby Team. Um, their season already started. I don't know how that's going, but um, I'm, I'm wishing them the best of luck, especially with this whole pandemic going. You guys are fucking awesome. Miss you. Love you all. Um, make us proud. Make the alumni proud. Make the, the, the seniors that graduated this past year proud. And let's see. But yeah, man, friendships, it's it's a whole different ball game now. You just don't know how to go about it anymore. And again, um, friendships are becoming more superficial. You don't know how to go about them. And especially with the pandemic, it's just so weird. That reminds me now, I do have to reach out to someone now that I think about it. That that I'm, I'm very glad I just remembered that. Anyways, moving on. So that's it for maintaining friendships. That's what I call the topic. But um, I do, I do want to point out one last thing before I close out this this episode. So I mentioned a little earlier about voting and the elections coming up soon. I just want to say that this year, this year in particular, is more important than ever now to vote. There are apps. There's Snapchat. There's Instagram. There's Facebook. There's all, and even apps that I never even heard about that are making sure that you are registered to vote. If you are at least 18 years old, you are eligible to vote. If you're an 18 years old and you're an American citizen, okay, let me let me actually make sure I have my shit correct here. If you are an American citizen and you are 18 years old, you are eligible to vote. Make sure that you are registered and that your voter registration is updated if need be. That's important because depending on where you live, depending on where you live, that's where they'll choose a polling place for you. A lot of people don't know this, but you can't vote just anywhere. You have to vote where you're assigned. That's why it's important that you update your voter registration info. There is no excuse for that. I think this year is the year where the most most young voters will be voting. Like the, the, the most young people are eligible, but also like are coming out to vote. Like this is this is our year. The younger generations, this is our fucking year. I'm gonna say it out loud right out loud right now. I don't want any more wrinkly white old fucking men with boomer perspectives running our fucking country anymore. I'm I'm fucking sick of it. I'm at that age now where I have to start advocating now for the future, for us. Not just me, it's for you as well. All my youngins out there, down from at least to 18 years old up to 27. My millennials, you guys too are in this. Gen Z, you're in this too. I'm talking to all of y'all. You gotta fucking vote this year, okay? I'm not convincing you who to vote for. I'm convincing you to vote. Oh my God, my my, my fucking phone. <laughs> Oh my god, Bigsby just kind of came in in my fucking tangent there. Thank Bigsby, I, I didn't call you, okay? My point, wow, I totally got thrown off by that. Should, fucking lost my train of thought. It's important to vote because it shows that we care, that the younger generations care, and that we have more power, more than ever now, to decide what we want for the good of our country. 
a lot of social media platforms are being used to really promote voting and just who to vote for all that stuff just just rep who you rep okay do that vote I it cannot be stressed enough. I know, I know, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we're going to vote for, we're voting for the lesser of two evils or voting is not, like voting doesn't prove anything. Yes, it does. Yes, because if you think about it, if you think about it, okay, you know how there's the electoral college. There's the electoral college and then there's the popular vote. I believe, I'm not having done my research on this, but please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that the popular vote, like depending on where you vote, um, you you are showing your state representatives, which really are the ones that determine the electoral college. You're still you're showing your state representatives what you guys want. The electoral college is based on what the the major popularity of you know each state votes. Now, each state obviously has different vote counts. They're, they're all treated differently, which is weird. I know it's fucking weird. And it's all because of population and whatnot. But that's besides the point. It is more important than ever for you to vote. It shows your state representatives what you want. And let me tell you, do your research on both candidates. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, okay? Do your research. Really look into their websites, what their plans are, what will benefit you and or your family, and or your future family, and vote. That's how serious it is, is because now it's gotten to a point where whichever president comes, whichever of the two candidates come out to be president will determine, largely determine how our future will look like for a long time. Maybe for at least four years, eight years, because that'll all come back to the Supreme Court justices that are appointed all the different state representatives that are appointed, everything. This will affect so much. I'm telling you, it is more important than ever now. You must exercise your right as an American citizen to vote. Go out and vote. That is all I got. There will be more to come. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. I really wasn't feeling like like doing an episode today, but... Here I am. I, I really wanted to do this because I, I love podcasting. It's my thing. It gives people something to listen to either on their drive to work or if they're really bored. But please, 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 Big Bang Bear Podcast, spread that word. My Snapchat, um, you know, if you have me on Snapchat, um, put like, you know, it's it's out there. Listen to my shit. Um, I'm probably going to start putting my, my story on public now so people can like, you know, more people can see like my my stuff, but, or I'll even probably, I'll even make a a new, a new Snapchat. I'm going to make a new Snapchat. Let's call it right now. I'm going to make a new Snapchat. It's going to be Zeke the bear and I'm going to make my stories, uh, public. So then people can see what I post so they can subscribe if they want to look at that. We're making a plan right there off the bat. You guys, you guys really will motivate me. Like all my listeners, Y'all motivate me because when I see the demographics of how many people listen to my episodes right now, the numbers aren't looking good, but you know what? I'm too positive to fucking let that phase me because I know that eventually in time, I'm going to have a lot of people listening to me. And all I hope is that you get something out of each episode that you can take away and learn and just become better from that, become a better person, or hopefully this helps you make better decisions in life. I just want to be a positive influence. I don't care. Like, like I, I know I, I throw a lot of F-bombs. I don't want you to talk like me. 
I'm just doing this for, for shits and giggles, for, for comedy stuff. Comedy style, as Joe Button likes to say. Comedy style. Hey, comedy style. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode. So stay tuned for more. I will be putting episodes every week, at least two episodes a week. All right. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on here. Big Bear. Wow, I fucked that up. All right, let's try that again. (laughs) Tune in next time for the Big Bang Bear podcast. See ya. You are a fat diabetic bear.